Good morning. Today is Friday. We've made it. For those that did make it, uh, congratulations. For those that did not make it, uh, my prayers go to you and your family. Um, because we all know someone there's somewhere, somewhere, someone somewhere who did not make it to see today, but you have made it to see today. And I pray that your weekend is even better than what your week was. If not, look at what you did during the week that can be restructured during the weekend to prepare you for your next week. But Hey, my name is R2. Appreciate you for being here at consistency is currency. Being here on the platform has has really taught me a lot. Um, just learning <laughs> at being consistent, learning at duplicating or starting a process, duplicating a process and keeping that process going. And it has taught me a lot. And and in those things that that I have learned it's just been blessed to continue to do it. So again, I thank you for being here. If you're here right now, just go ahead and take this live, go to your shared button, share this live on your uh, news feed or share this live inside of a group, because what we're going to be talking about today is sacrifice. What we're going to be talking about today is the power of sacrifice and let it go. The power of sacrifice and let it go. Now, for me, I'm going to tell you a quick story, uh, which is like my, my tree trunk. Uh, something that, that, that makes my foundation a lot stronger and how I got to uh, do some of the things that, that, I, that I'm doing and, and, and allow me to grow and to be prosperous uh, in my own right, you know. So for me... Uh, letting things go and, 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 and developing what a sacrifice is like for me, when I wanted, when I came to Texas, I never wanted to come to Texas. That's just my honest opinion. I never wanted to come to Texas, but I fought real hard not to come. And because I fought so hard not to come, I had to get to a point to where I had to look at letting go. I had to look at letting go and what does letting go look like to me and for me. So for those that are prior service, yesterday was Veterans Day. So hats off to all the veterans that are out there. Those that are still in active duty, National Guard or Reserve. Um, hold on, it's almost over. <laughs> for, those, <laughs> for those that's going to retire. Um, for me, again, I never wanted to come to Texas. And when I came on orders the first time, to come to Texas, uh, I started to make phone calls. I started to, you know, ask around because I was in a special unit to where there was a lot of, you know, uh, uh, higher ranking uh, individuals in the organization that I was in. So every time I came on orders, I had like a ram in the bush <laughs> that would, you know, vouch for me and, and to deny my orders. I denied, I got my orders denied three times, three times. So the first time I came to orders to come to Texas, I went to my Sergeant Major. I was like, hey, Sergeant Major, uh, I came down on orders to go to Fort Hood and I don't want to go to Fort Hood. I just started this tattoo magazine and this tattoo magazine is very successful because I've been blessed. When I started a tattoo magazine, my third issue, I went international. 
on my third issue. And I felt that I was in a good place and I felt that I was in a good space, you know, as well. So I went to my sergeant major. I said, hey, um, I need you to help me get my orders denied. I mean, cancel my orders because I want to stay here in Hawaii and because that's where I was at. So my sergeant major called the infantry branch, the infantry sergeant major, which just so happened that my sergeant major was a drill sergeant with the infantry sergeant major. And he called and he got my my orders canceled. So then as my orders get canceled, I'm thinking I'm good. Four to six months later, my orders come back. So I get orders again to come to Fort Hood. And I was upset. I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and go to Colonel Nealon. <laughs> for those that might know him, those who may not. So I go to Colonel Nealon, full bird. And I said, hey, sir, I came down on orders again to go to Hawaii. And, you know, I don't want to go. And I went and I, and I had asked him, good morning, uh, Miss Selena. And I go and I asked Colonel Nealon, I said, hey, can you get my orders to, uh, canceled? Because I want to stay right here in Hawaii because I thought that was that was the place that I was supposed to be because everything good that I wanted to happen was happening. And Colonel Nealon said, OK, let me make this phone call because the blessed thing about it again, I mean, I was just in that space and I was in that zone. So Colonel, Le Colonel Nealon calls the infantry officer. And it just so happened that Colonel Nealon and the infantry officer, uh, 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 OIC, they went to war college together. So he calls and he gets my my orders canceled again. So I'm on orders again to come to Texas and I'm fighting against coming to Texas and I did not want to come to Texas. So the next time I came down on orders to come to Texas, I went to my uh civilian director so for those that i know when you're in a joint operation there are civilians that are military that work that works in this space and i go to him and it just so happened that the uh civilian um that was in charge had to call and he called his civilian counterpart that was in the infantry branch and what happens then they was in the service together you see how things was lined up and i thought i was where i was supposed to be and then when they called, they knew each other and they said, hey, uh, I can cancel these orders. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to come back down on these orders again. So I'm going to need you to talk with him and, and let him know that even though I may cancel these orders, he will come back down on orders. So I got upset. I got upset to the point to where I'm not going to lie. I began to... <laughs> curse God and curse his intentions on why are you pulling me away from Hawaii to where I was coming up on my 20th year and I wanted to retire right here and the magazine is going real well so what did I do I had called my mother and I was like mom I don't I don't get this I don't understand why am I continuing to come down on orders to go to a place that I never wanted to come to and I had to look at it from this perspective and and I told her I'm like mom um I have to let go because whatever it is that is that is pulling on me to get to this place, I won't know what it is until I get to the other side. I had to sacrifice letting go 
sacrifice because I was holding on to something that I didn't know that there was something on the other end that was much greater than what I have accomplished when I was over there in Hawaii. Hawaii was good, but there was something greater on the other side that I had to sacrifice the magazine. I had to sacrifice going on tour with the magazine, getting sponsors with the magazine. I was blessed. I was I never went to school to be a, a to, to be a publisher. I never I never took classes to be a publisher, but I was blessed enough to understand the things that I was creating that was setting me up for what I do right now. I had a tattoo magazine that Harley Davidson had sponsored. Harley Davidson was was one of my uh, advertisers in my magazine. But it taught me how to speak. It taught me how to deliver. It taught me how to pitch. It taught me how to get the sale because everything that I was striving to hold on to, I had to let go of in order for me to get to this side. There probably would have never been a Mr. R2 if I didn't let go of of what I was holding on to for no reason in Hawaii. And I'm going to tell you what happened when I got to this side. And it, it didn't end there. Because when I, once I got to this side in, 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 in Texas, I go and I sign in and I'm like, hey, you know, my name is Sean Russell. You know, I'm here to sign in. And, you know, they told me that they they didn't have a job for me. I'm like, wait a minute. How are you going to tell me you don't have a job for me, but you kept bringing me back on orders to come to Texas. But now I get to Texas because I let go of Hawaii to come to Texas. Now you tell me that you don't have a job for me. I psychologically let go in Hawaii to get to Texas for you to push me again to tell me that you don't have a job for me. Because I didn't fully let go. I failed to fully let go. How many of us have ever been in a position to where we said we're going to let go? And like some people say, we're going to let go and let God, you know, handle this. But you still doing it. You still making the phone calls that you know you wasn't supposed to make. But you said you was going to let go. Right. Things are still happening because you didn't really let go. You still got your hand on it. You still have your hand to the plow on something that you said that you was going to let it work itself. But begin when I begin to spiritually and psychologically let go and allow myself to be at ease. Once they said I didn't have a job, they said, OK, we're going to find you something and we're going to put you in, in this position until there is something uh, we find for you. But I didn't know the things that they were finding for me was something greater than what I've ever experienced in Hawaii. I didn't know the things that I needed to let go was going to put me in a place and in a position to be more and much of an influence than I was where I came from. Because when they removed me and put me in this purgatory or put me in this employment hold until they found me a job the unit that i left from came down on orders to go to Af to go to afghanistan two weeks after i left i've never been to afghanistan but i've been blessed enough to survive iraq two times but because i was striving and i was upset on why you didn't have a job for me it put me in a position to not go to iraq I mean, not to go to Afghanistan, but then when I when I let go and I get again to this new job that they found for me, this unit came down on orders two weeks after I got there. 
to go on this deployment for nine months. But when I get there, I was upset. Why? Because I'm, I'm like, how are you going to, for those that know, when you leave overseas assignment and you come to a stateside assignment, you're supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to go back overseas because now you have that stabilization, that overseas tag. You're supposed to stay, you know, without going back overseas. But that didn't work. I fought again. I got upset again. I put myself again back in that space of denying and letting go. But when I begin to let go, it's like, you know what? Whatever. I'll go on this deployment. Where's my packing list? I go to CIF. I get all my stuff. I'm getting ready for this deployment. Then what happened after that? And once I get there and I get to this deployment, my son was like, you know, hey, uh, I'm talking to him on Skype. And I'm, he was like, Dad, I, w- I want to come stay with you. <laughs> now, I've been striving to get my son. Since I, wanted my, I wanted my son to be with me since he was seven. But here it is when I get to the point of completely letting go, when I get to the point of completely releasing everything that I was fighting against, my son then come to me. And if I wasn't in that space, it would have never happened. If I didn't learn how to let go in Hawaii and let go all of the things that I thought was tangibly mine, it was the intangibles that I had to let go of to allow the tangible things that 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 I've been blessed with right now to happen. I wouldn't be right here in front of you if I held on to whatever I thought Hawaii was supposed to be for me. Hawaii was a paradise because Hawaii was the ground that taught me how to do business. Hawaii is where I began to learn and be mentored by great people in order for me to be where I am right now. But I had to learn how to let go. I had to learn how to sacrifice to get to this point. How many times have you held on to something that you know you're supposed to let go? That is a question that only you can answer. How many times? And for me, I learned that lesson, not the hard way, but I learned that lesson the reasonable way. It was it was I had to do it within reason and I had to understand it. So that's my my story of letting go, learning how to sacrifice the right now, learning how to sacrifice in the moment actually prepared me for something greater. And I had to let go. So I'm going to tell you the story that came with with that letting go. And I want you to look at it from this perspective. Every time someone let go, there was something that happened after that. So let's go back. And I want I want to paint this picture for you. When 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 Abraham and Sarah wanted to have a child, Sarah had to be in a position in order for her to be with child. Sarah had to understand that she had to understand that in order for her to have a child, she has to come to an agreement with Abraham and say, you know what? I know I cannot bear you a seed right now. It is okay. Go to Hagar. Hagar is going to bear this seed for you. And when Sarah let go to to what was supposed to be and she allow that to happen she became the sacrifice and Hagar had Israel 
And after she let that go, then what happened to Sarah? Sarah then became with child. But she had to let go first in order for that, in order for her to be blessed with the gift of child. She made the sacrifice in order for that to happen. So then what happened after that? When Abraham then goes up to ascend on the hill and he was told to take his firstborn. Israel was the firstborn. Israel was the firstborn. But he knew and understand that Israel had to let go, too, because Israel had to understand that. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ishmael. Ishmael was the firstborn. And because Ishmael was the firstborn, he had to understand that it's not my sacrifice. It is not my position. And because he was not the firstborn, he could have fought against that. He could have battled that and say, hey, I'm the firstborn. Remember, remember me. And because he let go, they ascended up the hill. And because those things were sacrificed and he had to understand that I had to take my firstborn, but my firstborn was really with, with my wife. Not with, <laughs> you know, not with Hagar. Everyone had to let go. And once they began to let go, there was a ram in the bush. And because everyone let go, the ram in the bush took place. The ram could have ran too. The ram could have ran away and the ram could have like, you know what? Not today. I see people. I'm running. But the ram had to understand that there was there was an alignment that the ram had to have in order for the ram to be OK with the sacrifice. But anyway. All right. So let's get into it. <laughs> Ah, uh, I went the long way, but it's all right. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. Oh, boy. All right, so let's jump in it. That's not the view I want. All right, so we're going to get inside this view. Let me switch. That's how I want to do it. All right, so... The power of letting go is where we are right now. And when you understand the power of sacrifice is where we are right now. When you understand letting go, letting go is really you becoming and putting yourself in a position to understand that you have things that you have to do. Now, let's look at the definition of sacrifice. Sacrifice, the definition of sacrifice is to give up, give up something important or of value. Me staying in Hawaii was important to me. Me having that tattoo magazine was had value to me. And, and in order for me to understand that there is something important and there is something valuable that I want to hold on to, but I had to let go for the sake of the conditions or the considerations of whatever is was going to be on this side. So again, the definition of sacrifice is to give up something important or or valued for the sake of others or considerations. So now let's break down in the etymology of it. The etymology of sacrifice is sakar, holy. What are you considered that is so holy that you don't want to let go of? 
What do you and what are you calling something holy that you're holding on to that you need to let go of, to sacrifice? And sacra, which is sacred. Some of y'all say my sleep is sacred. Some of y'all say eating is sacred. Some of you may say my time is sacred. Eating may be considered your holy spot, your holy place, your time, your whatever it is. But are you and 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 farseer means to make or to do. To make or to do. So now that we have went through the definition to give up something important or valued for the sake of others or con- uh, considerations something that you considered as holy, something that you considered as sacred, something that you know that you, a decision that you're going to need to make or something that you're going to need to do. And I want you to say right now, the reap is mine, but what are you willing to do? Are you willing to give up that sleep in order to be successful? Are you willing to give up the sacred time that I need to get up early in order to accomplish this? I need to study a little bit longer. I need to stay longer on the job in order for me to accomplish something, in order for me to get to that space that I ultimately want to achieve and get to that point. If your time is sacred and your time is holy, you might need to look at how much sacrifice are you willing to do in order for you to accomplish that goal? How much sacrifice are you willing to do to be committed to writing that book? How much sacrifice are you willing to give up or how much sleep or how much eating, how much of that sacred or holy thing that you are willing to do to reap the ultimate reward? Because if the reap is yours, you have to understand that what? You have to get to the sow. You will never get to the reap until you get to the sow. A lot of people, the reason why I put it this way, people want to be here. People want to be in the sow, but they're not willing to put their hand on the plow and get to the sow. You want to get to the reap, but you don't want to get to the sow. If you reap what you sow, then you have to get back and get to work because the plow is the part of the reap. The plow is the part of the reap, but what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? And that is a question, again, that you are the only one that is willing to understand what that means to you in order for you to get to that part. What are you willing to to sow in order for you to get to the reap and something that I've been looking at especially this morning is you have to learn how to outlast the season (laughs) you have to learn how to outlast your season because your season is temporary The the crisis will teach you how to sacrifice. Just like last year when when COVID had hit, you know how many people was really sacrificing their time, how many people were sacrificing eating just so they can get through that temporary season. You have to learn how to outlast the season in order for you to get to the place 
ultimately where you want to get to get to or where you ultimately want to be? Have you learned how to outlast the season? Just like a bear, a bear will prepare itself for the hibernation. But if the bear is not sacrificing its time to gather or the, the bear is not sacrificing its time to be committed to get prepared for the winter, the bear will not survive the season. You got people that say you got to have that dog in you, but you also got to have that bear. You got to have that bear inside of you. You got to have that 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 outlasting that everlasting uh, 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 joy or that everlasting energy that's going to allow you to outlast the season. You don't want to fall victim to it because you have to understand that there is some sacrifices that you're going to need to take. But are you willing to sacrifice your holy time? Are you willing to sacrifice your holy meal? It can't be that sacred if you can say, oh, I want to reach this financial goal by January. But you did nothing to prepare yourself for it. Nothing. What are you willing to sacrifice to get to that goal? Again, learn how to outlast the season. In the Bible, it talks about season. Right. It talks about season. But it ha you have to understand that that season was just something that you went through. But you do have the ability to change just like you got winter, spring, summer, fall. Everything has the opportunity to change just like you. You can change your outcome. Crisis is something that we made up. We as humans, a word that we created because you were going through so much. What did you learn in last year's crisis that made your business better? What did you learn during last year's crisis that you sat yourself down and wrote a book? What did you learn during last year's crisis that put you in a much better position right now? You had to sacrifice something. And because you've learned how to sacrifice last year, because you learned how to sit down and, and and ultimately look at what you had to sacrifice to keep your family afloat. It is going to allow you to be rewarded. And the rewarding will strengthen that willpower muscle. What is that willpower muscle, Mr. R2? That willpower muscle is to fight and to learn how to continue to fight to sacrifice and to learn and to understand that I am doing this for my family. I am doing this for this particular reason. You have to strengthen your willpower because you're going to have to will yourself to the point or in position to be greater than what you were yesterday. And it may take you to sacrifice those things to get you to that moment. There is a reward at the end of the sacrifice. And I want you to understand that. And because you understand that there is a reward at the end of the sacrifice, you have to be willing to let go in order for you to see it. If I had to let go in order for me to, to see where I am supposed to be, you have to understand that your season is a season in season that you can ultimately change for the better. Pull that bear out of you. Pull that bear out of you and let yourself know that I am strengthening my willpower muscle. 
It's just like any muscle. If when you work on it, it becomes what? Stronger. When you work on your willpower, it becomes stronger. You will learn how to resist. You will learn how to outlast. You will learn how to keep your hand on the plow. You will learn how to reap more because you sowed more. You will learn how to understand that in order for me to accomplish something, I must understand that there is work that is in that is incorporated with the harvest. You cannot want the harvest if you're not willing to do the work. There are too many people, especially in this generation, they are ready for the harvest. They say they're ready for the harvest, but they're not willing to do the work that is going to get to that harvest. How many seeds have you sown that you did not come back and pour water on? <laughs> how many seeds have you sown? I'm sorry. How many seeds have you planted that you did not go back and pour water in it? You will never have the harvest because you did one thing that you thought was good, but did but you forgot that you have to sacrifice time. Even a farmer knows once it plants the seed, they have to go back and there's more work to do. Just because you plant it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a harvest. You still have work to do, but you also have to understand you still have time. Time is only created by those who understand what time is. Time is just not on the clock. Time is just not on the watch. Time is effort. I probably should have wrote that down. <laughs> time is effort. How much time are you putting into it? How much time are you sacrificing? How much time have you sacrificed? The reap will not be rewarded unless you put time in your sowing. You will not strengthen your willpower muscle until you practice pushing yourself away from the table. Until you practice pushing yourself greater and further. Because when you push yourself greater and further, you will learn how to outlast the season. You will learn how to outlast the crisis. Because during the crisis of last year, there are families who survived. Why? Because they knew they had to develop a plan. They knew they had to put their hand on the plow. There were more people that studied harder last year than they've ever studied before. You got people that were the sacrifice because jobs were letting people go. Places were sacrificing their employees, but their employees knew and understood that I need to get back to the gift that I initially had before I became the sacrificial lamb. I knew that I was sacrificed by this job, but I need to go back to my gift. If my gift was cooking, then I am going to cook in order for me to what outlast the season. Don't be afraid of the sacrifice, just like you should not be afraid of letting go. Sometime letting go will put you in a position to win. Sometime letting go will be that aha moment. And you have to be okay with it. You have to be okay. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. And I'm going to tell you something right now before we go. I want you to be okay with letting things go. I want you to be okay with letting people go. Because sometimes we push ourselves so far forward 
that we fell, that we did a face plant. Did you know that you didn't have to push? Sometimes we have to understand how to pull. I want to pull in my resources. I want to pull my child in. I want to pull my spouse in. I want to pull my goals in. I want to pull in my aspirations. Because once I pull them in, I know when it is time for me to let go. Learn how to let go and be okay with letting go. Hey, y'all be blessed. And remember here at Consistency is Currency. The more you do it, the more repetitions that you are with it, you will learn what sacrifice is. You will learn what to sacrifice. You will learn what to let go. You will learn how to withstand the storm. You will learn what you do during critical times. You will understand when the critical times hit, there is something that you've learned how to do in order to you to empower those that you surround yourself with. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Dang. <laughs>